Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is speaking. Who cares? We're not going to play it. Well, we give this guy enough money. I don't want to hear him talk. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's like an ex-wife. You get enough money from me, I don't want to hear nothing from you. All right? You're, you're going to get your freaking cluster bombs. You're going to get your checks in the mail. All right? Hey, Vlad. You know how you call Vladimir Vlad? I guess we're supposed to call him Vlad. Hey, Vlad, can we be reals here for a second? I pay you enough stinking money. Do I have to listen to you, you know, run your mouth at the same time, pal? Oh, there's Biden. Oh, God. That's a thrill-a-minute uh, meeting right there. Biden uh, is in Lithuania, Lithuania, with uh, Zelensky and uh, cool. What happened to his eye, dude? Don Morgan, are you seeing the dude's eye? I'm looking at Joe Biden's eye right now. He is live on television, and I know the red mark was there before, and they said it was because of his C-set, his is is uh, the mask, you know, the sleep apnea thing. What the hell is that, dude? Has he got leprosy? <laughs> I, I don't think it's leprosy. The president has bubonic plague, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's pretty sharp and on top of things right now. I think he just needs to exfoliate. I think he needs a nap yeah. and assisted living. Uh, so we're not. I, I'm not gonna. We'll, we'll report on this after we find out whatever the hell he's rambling about. I'm not gonna go to a live. We got important stuff to talk about. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two words: Mesha and Mayner. Is it Mesha or Misha? I think it's Mesha. Been reading about this uh, uh, for a while now, over the past day. But I, I haven't actually. I haven't, I'm, I'm watching so little news, and I had. Uh, I, I ended up watching that soul sucking uh, All Star game last night. Which just three hours. I'll never get back. The cats are still asleep. By the way. If our friends who encouraged us to watch that piece of crap. You know what the problem with an all-star game is? They're all really, really good. So for three hours, nothing happens. Uh, so I, I, I haven't seen a lot of news in the past few days. And I feel healthier mentally for, for doing that and emotionally. But Mesha, I'm, I'm assuming it's Mesha Maynard. She was a Democrat who was there uh, representing uh, District 56 in Georgia in the state house. Uh, she announced yesterday that she is moving over to the Republican Party. Let me read you some of her words. When I decided to stand up on behalf of disadvantaged children in support of school choice, my Democrat colleagues didn't stand by me. They crucified me. When I decided to stand up in support of safe communities and refuse to support efforts to defund the police, they didn't back me. They abandoned me. Oh, right. She's a black chick. She's, she's, a, she's an African-American. An African-American who has wandered off the political plantation. And like so many African-Americans who thinks for herself, she'll be, she's been targeted and uh, she got a big old target on her back now as a result of yesterday's decision. Quote, for far too long, the Democrat Party has gotten away with using and abusing the black community. For decades, the Democrat Party has received the support of more than 90% of the black community, and what do we have to show for it? I represent a solidly blue district in the city of Atlanta. This isn't a political decision for me. It's a moral one. Wow. In fact, she was just on Fox News a few minutes ago. Um, she goes on to say the most dangerous. Now, listen, this it, truth, baby, you're, you're getting the truth here. The most dangerous thing to the Democrat Party is a black person with a mind of their own. Um, God bless her. I want to see. I'd like to see more. Just people in general from within the Democratic Party say, "Hey, this is enough." Why, you know, this, 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 
business of getting bajiggity every time uh, somebody brings up school choice when you're a Democrat speaks volumes, doesn't it? Especially in regards to their institutional racism. That's right. The Democratic Party is systemically racist. How does that make you feel? That There's no other way to explain why they would be so against uh, school choice. There's no other reason other than they just want kids uh, processed through the mill, uh, uh, the soulless mill of the, of the public education system, which is largely in the pocket of the Democrat Party. And uh, they're busy pumping out the, the worker bees, and that's all that really matters. And black people... You know, you're really not black if you don't vote Democrat. You're really not black. You don't. You know what? I love it how Caucasian liberals uh, are so fond of telling black people when they are or when they are not black. They claim Republicans do that all the time, right? And yet I don't see it. <laughs> but they, man, she. You know what? She's not black. This just happened yesterday before lunchtime. I wonder at what point uh, there's going to be some demipuke out there who says she's not really black. Uh, Maynard is Representative Maynard is actually a white supremacist. You know before this day is through that this woman, this, uh, this American representative, this American congressperson, congressman, uh, man, is going to be a white supremacist. She's By the end of the day, she's going to be wearing a white hood, man. She's a black chick. But she she made the mistake of being honest and truthful. So it, I, I do this a lot. I don't get a lot of response, but let me open up the phone lines to all the liberal idiots who might be listening, especially some of you liberal folks in the education system. I have a very good friend who I've been talking about. Ah, she's family off and on all day, Who who is what I consider... Uh, a a a devoted, uh, uh, talented, uh, uh, dedicated uh, educator uh, in, in a world where you you have a lot of people who are just about politics populating that that place that, that the classroom. And we were talking earlier on on Where and Rima about how uh, a lot of the uh, fascists that dwell among us uh, are playing the long game, and one of the long games is the public education system which with each passing generation seems to be fine uh, with graduating people who are functionally illiterate uh, because I guess at some point you need a few generations of frankly stupid people who won't question you, who won't question the state, who won't be critically thinking about what's going on, and black people and Hispanic people, and this is the, the real racist, racism of the Democrats, Blacks and Hispanics, okay, are oppressed and therefore, you know, they shouldn't have to take tests. They shouldn't have to do homework. They shouldn't have to show up at all half the time. Why? Because we need them to vote for us and we need them to not question our claim that we're fighting to lift them up, that we're somehow magically, mystically fighting racism uh, via a, a, a methodology that is entirely racist. If you're, if you're wondering what I mean by that as far as the Democrat Party being racist, then ask, answer me this. Why do they crap can uh, Asian Americans all the time in the public education system and at the collegiate level? Because they're just too damn smart and good at what they do, which is learning. They're too good at education. And so the, the those poor Asians, man, we, we got to cut them out of the uh, out of the uh, uh, out of the framework there because we're all about lifting up blacks and Hispanics because we're anti-racist. Even though we do believe black people are too stupid to take tests and exams, they're too lazy to do uh, homework. They're also so completely inept they can't come up with a photo ID to vote. This is the Democrat Party. She's right. What have the Democrats done for black people in America? Can you name one thing? If you bring up the Civil Rights Act that John F. Kennedy signed, and that's all you got, well, then you're you're making my argument for me. So once again, I'm going to put it out there. Does is anybody there anybody listening right now who can tell me exactly what the Democratic Party has done for the for the African Americans uh, in this country? What have they done for Hispanics? You and I both know old school folks uh, from both communities who vote Democrat every single time, and it, it because it's just what you do. 
because they 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 are still sort of living on this indoctrination that only Democrats care about black people and Hispanics. But nobody from that generation ever asks themselves, what are they actually doing? This person, this representative, is doing just that. What have you done for us? All you do is tell us, in a sense, how oppressed and inept and lazy we are. Why shouldn't African-American parents uh, who may live in a school district with a subpar school that is pumping out people who are functionally illiterate, why shouldn't they have the ability to choose where their kids go to school so their kids can get a great education? Because if you mention anything, anything at all about, uh, you know, uh, school choice uh, or, you know, let alone uh, homeschooling, the left uh, go crazy, they lose their minds. How dare you? How da- how dare this chick from Georgia, okay, question uh, question the establishment and the status quo like this? How dare she bring up school choice? She's black, and she used to be a Democrat. I'm telling you, by the end of the day, she's not going to be really black. It's, it's on the way. But God bless her for making, taking a stand. She's going over to the G- to the GOP. If if you have any response to that, give us a call 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA. Holy crap, I got to lay off the big big red a little. I got to pull back on my caffeine. I think I just did a 3-hour show in the opening segment there. It's really hyper and weird. I get upset about things. We're going to go to the phones here. We're talking about uh, Maisha Maynard, who left the Democrat Party. She's a state legislator in in, in uh, Georgia, and she's left the Democrats over school choice. Their opposition to school choice uh, and their general agenda, extreme agenda. And she's black, and so I'm asking the question: How long do you think it's going to take for her to be determined to be a white supremacist? Here's Mike. Mike, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing, brother? Great. Nah, in, in in the black community, uh, ignorant blacks they they call people like her Uncle Tom or a sellout. But the, but she's one of the smart blacks. She's one of the blacks that's actually doing something with their lives, my man. Uh, these these people, uh, like I say, the only supremacists out there is these people in these so-called organs. They're they're more racist. The, the Whoopi Goldbergs, mm-hmm. the the Al Sharptons, the the Benjamin Crumps. These are the people that so-called represent blacks. They're more racist than any white man ever thought about being shot. But let me say this right quick, you know, because I you know I drive a truck as I. I drive up the East Coast, you know, where you, you used to live in that area, the Baltimore, Maryland, mm. the Philadelphia, the um, uh, Detroit, Michigan, Chicago, all these cities are run by Democrats that supposedly represent blacks. Well, what goes on in all these cities that I'm t- just named off? Nothing but crime and black-on-black crime, murder after murder in Chicago, same thing in Baltimore. You know, you used to live close to the yeah. Baltimore area. Baltimore is a disgrace to the United States oh. of America with all the trash and the garbage on the ground. Washington, D.C. is a, is a disgrace. So like I say, the black, I, I, so I'm a proud Republican, and I'll tell anybody that straight to their face, whether he's black, a Mexican, a white man, anybody, I'm a Republican. And guess who I'm voting for in 2024? Donald J. Trump. And I thank you for taking my call. <laughs> Mike, you rock. Thanks, man. Be safe out there. Love I pre- you, you too, man. I appreciate the call. Baltimore is like the butthole of the earth. I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up around. I grew up about 20 minutes outside of Baltimore. Baltimore is the a hole of the earth. It is a horrible city. Okay, you can trot out diner all you want, but it's still a crappy. You you, you can watch all the yeah. Hey, look, well, who's our famous most famous director beyond Levinson? Okay, Barry Levinson, freaking John Waters. That's all you need to know about Baltimore, man. Did you ever watch that show, The Wire? No. Okay, it takes place in Baltimore. I'm sorry. And that was that was all I needed to see to know that I'd never need to go to Baltimore. Baltimore sucks. I it's ugly, it smells, it's violent. Black people's lives suck in Baltimore. I hear anybody tells me they're going to Baltimore, I say, uh just don't wander off the uh, inner harbor there. Stay close to the mall, baby. And even the mall's dicey now from what I'm told. Oh, I'm sorry. I got this. Jerry Nadler was just on television. He's one of the co-chairs of this uh, this hearing that, with Jim Jordan that's looking into the FBI and Hunter Biden and all that stuff. 
Can I be honest? Visually, doesn't Jerry Nadler look like a pile of dog crap? Like, if you look at a pile of dog crap sitting on the sidewalk, drying in the sun, it has a certain shape. (laughs) You're right. A pile of dog crap is very wide at the bottom Mm -hmm. and pointy up top. Right. Where it exits the butthole of the dog. I'm just saying Jerry Nadler looks like a If you, you dismiss the fact that he's not brown... Okay, he looks like a, he is has the shape of a of a of a pile of steamy dog crap. That's all I'm saying. Judge, you know, make right. your own conclusions or draw I, your own I, conclusions. I've never seen a pile of dog crap wearing pants up to its neck before, but if you know. dog crap was Jerry Nadler, it would. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've said in years. <laughs> no, it's not actually. <laughs> it made perfect sense. Oh, very quickly, uh, can we say that Rudy Jay's br- from the Sports Star, San Antonio Sports Star, is having a birthday today? I thought that was yesterday. Oops. Yeah. Was yeah, it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we missed it. But he wasn't here yesterday. He took the day Ooh, off. For I feel birthday. like a jerk now. Oh, he did? No, that's all right. He looks great. He looks good. Yeah, he's, what is he? He's lost about 60 pounds or so. He's 46. Yeah, he's dropped a bunch of weight. I don't want to hear it. 46 <laughs> year olds. I'm at the stage now where that's young. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't want to hear about his 46, 46 years of age. Ugh, he's an old man. The corner of his fitness regime is playing golf and smoking cigars this big. You know, well, he's 46. You know, it works for him. I'm right. just, he looks great. I'm just saying 46-year-old people upset me at this point. I, I've, I've, I've gotten over the hill just enough to where 46-year-olds bother me. You know, eh, eh. Because when I was 46, I couldn't <laughs> shut up about, oh, I'm getting so old. And it's like, nah, you're I not knew, old at 46. Well, we were working together when we were 46. Yes, so. we were. Yeah. And we both had constant and steady pee streams at that time. And uh, <laughs> our prostates were not the size of soccer balls. Yeah. You couldn't see it from the, the moon. But yeah. <laughs> I bet Rudy J can like go to the bathroom in seconds. Young, yeah, forty six. Hey, maybe if you, next time I got a scheduled a, time off to take a pee these days. Why don't you what? follow him in there and find out? Because <laughs> that would be a, that, there's nothing awkward about that. <laughs> hey, Mister Forty Six Year Old Man, I want to see how long it takes you to pee. <laughs> I'm your future pal. I don't care how skinny you've gotten. All right. Happy birthday, Rudy. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, I, there's so many, there's so much weird crap to talk about today. I'm trying to get through it all. And then Don Morgan sends me a news story out of the KTSA newsroom that the Hallmark Channel is sponsoring a cruise. They're going to have a Hallmark cruise. Mm-hmm. Is Lacey going to be on the boat? Lacey Chevert? I don't know. I didn't. You Hallmark heads know what I'm talking, who I'm talking about. If, uh, you ladies out there already know who Lacey Chevert is. And frankly, you dudes who are forced to watch Hallmark with your women know who Lacey Chabert is. Oh, there'll be photo ops. And, and I just want to know with... is if Lacey's going to be on the on the love boat there. Hallmark Channel stars will be there, so quite no, possibly. No, is Lacey. Actually, is Lacey going to be on the boat? And is there's a, an actor on the Hallmark Channel called Tyler Hines. Tyler Hines. My wife is actually, she uh, participates in several online chat sites uh, and and you know what do you call them uh, fan sites right so if tyler and lacy are on the boat i'm gonna have to take out another loan uh and <laughs> buy us a couple of cruise tickets <laughs> we'll we'll get there let me talk to aj and then i gotta make fun of aoc right oh aj fell off okay he got bored all right <laughs> uh oh, tyler hines is canadian too Tyler Hines is a guy that shows up in a lot of Hallmark movies. Lacey Chabert is the queen of of Hallmark. And yeah, you know, I, I, last night, our friends Ron and Kathy, who are actually family, uh, and are huge baseball fans, such as my wife and myself, and and Ron and Kathy through a series of texts, convinced us to watch the All Star Game. Uh, and I classically, I have no interest in the All Star Game because I'm I'm. Team loyal. I, I, I'm all about the Rangers. 
uh, and the Astros. This year, pre- predominantly the, the Rangers. And so watching a bunch of guys who are not, you know, uh, of a team play is not, uh, it's just not something I've ever been interested in. But they kept texting us and texting us. And my wife and I were uh, having a cave day, as I call it. Now it's called bed rotting, but we were, we just spent the whole damn day in, in, in the bedroom watching TV, hanging out with the cats. It, it, no, we weren't having a freaking orgy. I'm just saying that no, we weren't doing anything. We're just in the bedroom. We're just in the bedroom, okay? There's nothing biological going on, all right? I'm 55, man. Right. It takes me 40 minutes to pee. So I, <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so we spent the whole day in the bedroom just watching TV. Like, yeah, oh, just watch. watching TV. And, well, we were, though. We actually That's were. That's what I used to tell my mom when I would be in my room no, with a girlfriend back in like, the eighth were, grade. What do you got? We're you just were watching eighth, TV, mom. When you were in the eighth grade, all right? Yeah. I heard a preacher on K-Dry say the other day, here's the sound of middle-aged love. Get off me! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Take a cold shower, you freak. Would you roll over? Yeah, any, so so we, sp- we were just hanging out. We didn't want to get... We were just hanging out in the bedroom watching TV. That was our plan. And we were watching Hallmark Christmas movies because it's Christmas in July. And we were convinced uh, to to switch over to the All-Star Game, which was a, a real snooze fest. I mean, that was a, you know, when you have only the best guys playing each other, sorry, not much happens. <laughs> They're all yeah. too good, so nothing really happens. They're not trying as hard. And I, I know it's going to cost me my man card, but I really wish I'd been watching. I really have gotten to that point where I don't mind watching the Hallmark Channel, especially when Lacey strolls onto the set there. Right. So if we're having a cruise with the Hallmark, I just want to know, wanted to know if 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 Lacey's going to be. Have you ever seen Lacey Chabert? I Either have. of you guys? Yes. Yeah. What was that TV Her show? She was, what was that show she was on back in the nineties? Who cares? Seventh, I don't know. Seventh Heaven. I don't care. I didn't watch. It. I don't know. She was too young. Remember. Now, now she's, she's a grown ass woman and married. Boo. Who cares? No, I'm just saying she's she's so sweet and adorable. Party of and five. round party of five. That's yes. What she was on. Oh yeah, she was the youngest one. Who cares? Now she looks great. My wife brings up party of five all the time. I never watched it. I'm talking about the Lacey Chabert we have today. Mm-hmm. She's sweeter than angel cake. She's so nice. Even when she plays a person with problems, she's still freaking nice. And sorry, but she's she's really hot. She's attractive as she's hell. Really, really hot. Hey, there's nothing. And wrong I don't with feel bad about it because my wife goes on fan sites for Tyler Hines. I got to hear about that crap all the time. I mean, Look, Mr. John Tyler, he made a little art film all by himself. Look, he cusses in it. He's not so sweet as you think. Look, just... baby, how long you been on that site today? Four hours, but here he is. <laughs> it's his latest movie he did. With a shirt. Tyler. Without a shirt. With his little trimmed beard. So you know what? If Tyler and Lacey are on the boat, I am. I'm going to go take out a freaking loan so we can go on this damn cruise. Because there's going to be a sun deck. And a pool. <laughs> yeah, but it's in November. And a jacuzzi. Huh? No, it's in November. I don't care. We could be going to the polar ice cap. We could be <laughs> we could be the on the freaking Titanic, you know. Yeah. But I mean It'll be fun. You all can walk around in your matching ugly Christmas sweaters and drinking cocoa. It'd be great times. Well, Lacey hops around in her uh, bikini thing there. Yeah. I'm just saying the point of this segment is that for the first time in my adult life. I wanted to watch Hallmark over baseball. Right. Two one zero. You laid in bed all day. Hey, remember a time when we couldn't talk about that? What? You know, about being in the bedroom all day. You really couldn't mention it. Because when was that? Well, you know, I've been back talking in, about back, it. back. Well, in the day, you're right. You know, right. Was, you couldn't talk about that on the air. on uh, when uh, on Adult Contemporary when you're really? playing Michael Bolton songs. You you wouldn't be yeah, you wouldn't be talking about that. My wife and I hung out in bed all day yesterday. Yesterday, like John and Yoko, it was great. <laughs> What's it called? Bed rotting or what? Bed rotting is bed the new rotting. term. Oh, man, you're, you're hip. Yeah, you're living the life over there. Except right? unlike Gen Z, I have a job! All right, all right, anyway. <laughs> 210. <laughs> the news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. That's why I listen. Always on News Talk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. And FM 1071. And News Talk 550 KTSA. I guess they already got the Fridays because this has thus far been a ridiculous show. <laughs> and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. I've talked about how it takes me 40 minutes to pee. I've compared Jerry Nadler to a steamy pile of dog crap. And 
you know, as far as his dimensions and his general shape. Uh, well, because the news is kind of dopey today. Uh, Leslie Van Houten. Oh, and I, I didn't hear this, but I, I trust my man, my brother Trey Ware on this. Apparently they were calling her Leslie Van Houten on ABC News all night. It's Leslie Van Houten. Uh, infamously uh, and tragically, one of the killers from the La Bianca uh, murders from uh, from the Manson family. This was the second night of murders uh, in California, uh, where they went into the La Bianca's home. Uh, they, they were he was a famous grocer. He owned a I think a, a series of grocery stores that were very popular at that time. And Leslie Van Houten. Uh, as we all have known uh, for a long time, held a pillow over uh, Rosemary LaBianca's face while uh, one of the others, I can't remember who it was, stabbed her repeatedly. Leslie Van Houten herself stabbed Rosemary LaBianca, I believe, 16 times, 16 or 17 times. Um, she has been apparently a model prisoner for the 53 years, I think it's been, she, that she's been in, incarcerated. Uh, she found Jesus at some point. She's re uh, helped uh, or done a lot of great work, I guess, with other inmates and helping to re- rehabilitate them for when they get out. Very sweet looking. Looks like uh, your average uh, baby boomer era uh, woman in her, I believe, 70s at this point. Is it 70s or 60s? 70s it would be. Seems like a real sweetheart. Uh, she should spend the rest of her life in jail. She, she's been released uh, into a halfway house. Gavin Newsom, when he's not putting product in his hair, uh, has been fighting her parole for about three years or standing in the way of it. He is now getting out of the way uh, and allowing uh, the state Supreme Court to do what it wants, and she has been paroled. It is largely believed that in about a year, she will be released from that halfway house and she'll be out and about in the world like everybody else. I have no doubt that she's turned her life around. I, I've seen many interviews. I don't know why. I'm one of those guys that was fascinated by the Manson thing uh, in my youth. And so I've, I've done a lot of reading on it and about her and Tex Watson and, you know, Squeaky and all that. And so I'm sure she's, you know, feels really, really bad about what happened and all that stuff. Here's my argument, though. There are people in jail right now across this country and our, insta- our, in- our institutions who have committed less heinous murders who will never see the light of day. They will spend the rest of their lives in jail. I'm not exactly sure why we feel Leslie Van Houten deserves some other consideration than a whole lot of other folks who killed somebody at some point, murdered somebody, and then went on to have a whole new life uh, in prison. Nobody involved with the Manson murders who is now incarcerated should ever be released from jail. And um, it's not even a death penalty thing for me, uh, you know, because that doesn't exist in California. Uh, In fact, all of the Manson murders, including Charlie himself, were convicted and charged, or, or sentenced rather, to the death penalty which, if I remember correctly, was overturned in California fairly soon after those convictions. So all of them were supposed to die, but then California being California did away with the death penalty. I I just, why anybody would consider letting any of those people out of jail, the ones who are still alive, is beyond me. You know what it is? She's a celebrity. I know, that hurts. It feels weird. Charlie Manson was a celebrity. Uh, when Charlie Manson passed away just a few years ago, he had a massive fan base, if you can believe that. So, no, I, I don't think uh, it'll be a better world with Leslie Van Houten on the outside. If she's having such a great freaking life inside, well, then just keep her there. But it's too late now, so if you have any thoughts on that, give us a ring. 210-599-5555, 210 uh, yeah, that's one of those stories that has a lot of moving parts as far as who we were as a society at that point. If you think back to the, the 60s and the summer of love and all that, I, I was born in the October of love, I guess you would say. The Manson murders uh, were were kind of the, the sea change 
uh, of that of that era in that you saw the dark edge of of hippie culture and the tribalism and cultism that was involved in a lot of that stuff that prior to that it was all just John Lennon and 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 Peter Max posters and <laughs> peace and love and then the hippies went out and butchered a bunch of people leave her ass in jail too late we'll be back Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. My dumb little show and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Um, well, let's talk about the president for a second here. Um, he, he's in Lithuania, Lithuania today. I believe he's still uh, still there today. He was just there with Zelensky uh, a few minutes ago or an hour ago talking or rambling. Why does everyone from Ukraine or the Eastern Bloc must have a voice like this? You ever wonder about that? Zelensky's an actor. You ever, you ever think that, you know what I mean? Like, you get the feeling the guy's watched, I don't know, movies of famous Ukrainians and Lithuanians and Eastern Bloc types over the years I must have a voice like this. But Biden's there, and, uh, you know, after the very embarrassing appearance with King Charles last week, where Charlie had to, Chucky had to lead him about by the forearm and help him up the stairs there. It's kind of the same thing with the Lithuanian president yesterday, where he had to lead him to, he was signing something. I don't remember what the hell it was. I don't care. But he's leading him to a table in an empty room where he has to sign an official document of some kind. I mean, he's he's like pulling the president to the the president had no idea where he was or why he was there. It, that was painfully obvious. President sits down, and I didn't pick up on this, but my, my brother Trey saw this, and, and I looked at we you know we were talking about it on on where in Rima. Biden's like, where do I, where do I sign? And the guy's got to point to him. Look, yeah, yeah, and then we'll get into the whole NATO dinner thing. I, 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 you know, we just went through this with my mom. You know, I'm pretty intimate with dementia at this point, unfortunately, as at this station in life, like many of you are, and God bless you. Uh, if I'm diagnosing him just based upon what I see on a day, on a daily basis, I'm thinking stage three, which means stage four and stage five are right around the corner, which means at some point he's going to be bedridden. Uh, I, you know, he was supposed to be at this NATO uh, dinner, right? Uh, last night, I think it was, and they bowed out and you can tell they're full of crap. Because I saw this last, I was like, "Are you kidding? We're not that stupid." They, they, their original explanation for why he wasn't going to attend a dinner with our NATO allies, which is fairly important stuff, I would think, especially when you're you're the United States of America and you're expected to, you know, take on everybody else's battles uh, should something happen. Uh, and he he bowed out of it. The official explanation was he had just come off four really tough work days uh and he needed a break because he's got to give a speech today uh we know that's bullcrap because he was in freaking rehoboth beach over the weekend and so in a very orwellian way and in a not so subtle way well the narrative changed oh no no what we meant was he has a a a very heavy four days coming up Right, right. And we were just born yesterday and don't remember the original explanation. You're supposed to be some of the greatest minds on planet Earth, right? Uh, Dude's got 500 AIDS, okay? And they can't get the story right. You know, I mean, somebody balks a little. Well, no, he wasn't working for four days straight. Oh, no, no. We meant the four days coming up. Wow. And we've always been at war with East Eurasia. I you know I I I I keep making the call and I I I may be wrong I know it's dicey to make political pr- predictions on the air or in general uh, for that matter but 
I, I honestly think there, and this would explain some of the news coverage we have seen uh, on his uh, his current state and the granddaughter thing. Nobody's talking about the coke, but you know, I think they got to get this guy. They got to get rid of this guy. He served his purpose. He was a useful idiot uh, to uh, uh, in the in the Trump era. He does their bidding. He he carries the water. He's also an a-hole and corrupt as hell, but nobody on that side cares about any of that stuff. But you got to get him out of there. He he can't possibly campaign. He wasn't capable of campaigning in, in 20, uh, 20, 2019. They kept him hidden away. What are they going to do with him now? He's worse, observably so. So I I I think you know I I I I think they're going to shuffle him off. They make Kamala Harris president, then they can run her. She's a black chick. You can't criticize her. So we'll see. But my God, the whole world is watching this stuff. But you know what? For all you and I know, the whole world is involved in this stuff. I mean, the bad actors, as they call them now, around the globe, who really wish our demise. Uh, for all we know, are are part of this whole thing that's going on. But I, I don't know what you got to be smoking to believe. Uh, first off, that he actually is the president; that he's presiding over something. But also that you uh, are going to believe uh, <laughs> that he's somehow a great president, like that jackass over the weekend on CNN. He, he's feeble. He doesn't know where he is. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to take up power of attorney here. You know what I mean? I mean, the guy's bad. But, you know, th- these are the times in which we live. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I got to bring up this story. It, it is mind-numbingly stupid, and I, I didn't even know about this. This is one of those stories that Trey picked up on and I missed. And at first I thought Trey was uh, reading from a from a Babylon Bee headline. But it's real. It's for reals. Alexandria Orifice Cortez uh, strikes again. You know, if she goes away for a little while and you forget how stupid she is, she makes it a point to show up again and remind you what a vapid idiot she is. Uh, she She's asked, you know, because her whole claim to fame is she was working class. She was a bartender. You know, she was a bartender for a little while in a high-end bar in freaking New York and wherever the hell it was. The the chick didn't grow up on the hard scrabble streets, you know, (laughs) of Hell's Kitchen or anything like that. You know what I mean? This chick did not grow up in a Scorsese movie, all right? She was all right. She did all right. Her parents were professionals and whatever the hell they did. I can't remember now. I, I did a read on her at one point it's like you you're so full of crap so she's asked by someone uh, taylor jordan lardass or whoever the hell she is what are your best and and you already know you're dealing with somebody who loves her and kisses her ass what are your best and worst food service industry stories <laughs> alexandria orifice cortez uh responds oh gosh There is literally an endless supply here. First off, if you type the word literally, I already know you're a freaking moron, okay? You've already got it in big neon letters over your head. I'm dealing with a stooge. Oh, gosh, there is literally an endless supply here. You would actually be there, but I have some really weird stories. Now, if if you've done any service industry stuff, I have, you know, I know a lot of James, you have. I mean, you know, we, we've all had those jobs. I've had a lot of retail gigs, a lot of service industry gigs. Somebody asked you that question. Like, if somebody asked me that question, you know what I mean? I, I'd have some stories to bring up that involved a-hole customers you know, almost getting robbed. You know what I mean? Weird stuff that happened to you. I was once mooned by a dwarf when I was working at 7-Eleven in, in the middle of the night. It's a true damn story. A drunk dwarf mooned me. I felt like I was in some sort of weird Tolkien novel. 
you know, dwarf had too much freaking ale and mooned me. Hey, it was weird. I can still see that guy and that that guy in my mind. But you know what I mean? You'd have some, you'd have some messed up story. <laughs> Here's her story of the most weird thing that ever happened to her in 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 the service industry in food service. One time, there was this really rich guy who would come in one week a year and was really addicted to mansplaining. He could just really, you could really just tell he got satisfaction from it. He'd love to say, quote, ask me a question and include all these little asides to belittle the server and uplift himself. It would be better if he said lift himself up. Anyway. She goes on, anyways, if you indulged him, he'd tip like 200 to $300 on a lunch tab every day for a week straight, then disappear till next year. It's until, if you want to do it till, you got to have like a little apostrophe there before the T. It's okay. That's her weird story. That, that some that's it. lonely old dude <laughs> would come in once a week and go to her bar and eat lunch. Mm-hmm. And would tip two to three hundred bucks just for someone to sit and listen to him talk. Right. That became mansplaining to her. Mm-hmm. And this is what she uses as the weirdest thing that ever happened to her in the service industry. What a vapid jackass she is. I mean, my God. Does she even do her job? Is this all she is? You know what? This is all she is. It would be more- was she, when she typed this, was she gnawing on a Hot pocket or a chicken nugget? What's it, that? It would have been more interesting if the the wealthy gentleman had been I don't Donald Trump, somebody we heard of well, before. Yeah. You know, rich guy. Was he one of your mom's neighbors? Yeah. You know, I mean, wh- wh- what the hell? Does she she really doesn't realize how freaking stupid she is, and that they reelected her, man. You know, and if she's as strong and independent as she claims to be, she wouldn't have to stoop to the level of sitting there and listening to some old dude blather on <laughs> for two hundred bucks. She could find another way to make that money. Yeah, she could. You know, you know I, well, I'm just, you know, most people would be like, you know, I had this sweet old guy that used to come into my place. Yeah, and he was so lonely. He just wanted to talk to somebody. He'd tip me like two hundred bucks. Yeah, and somebody responded, you know, most service people these days are having a real hard time of it. It's mm-hmm. it that is not a easy industry to be in now in the post-covid world right and they're lucky they're just looking to get any tips i've worked for tips a guy somebody gives me 200 bucks i'm gonna sit and listen to his ass for all you know, as yeah. long as he wants she could make that kind of money on onlyteeth.com. <laughs> only teeth god oh taking sensual Jimmy. pictures of her freaking horse teeth holy crap you know how some people in in northern, you know, in, in West Virginia can open up a beer can with their teeth. Mm-hmm. This chick could open up a whole freaking keg, okay? <laughs> and that's one of the weirdest stories in her life that's from it. being a bartender for two hundred bucks. You know, I'd set him up on the couch for the night. I'd give him a back rub, man, <laughs> and a hot towel treatment. <laughs> yeah. I might do a couple of other things for a couple hundred bucks. You know? <laughs> when I was in that industry. <laughs> She's complaining about it. Oh, man. I bet the dude she's hooked up with just hates his life. You know what I mean? Like, he's in a weird, whoever the ginger guy is. Remember the weird-looking nerdy dude she somehow convinced to be in a relationship with her? Right. I bet he regrets that decision every single, but he's in a a position, right? Well, she's AOC, but I hate her, but she's AOC. But this story says speaks volumes about her, who she really is. You know, she wants you to think that she's this, you know, kind-hearted, caring individual. <laughs> she can't listen you know? to an old guy talk about his life for 200 bucks an hour? Or for however long it took him to do his lunch? Yeah. What a soulless creep, man. But you know what's depressing? I'm going to take a break. At some point, they're all going to be her, baby. <laughs> At some point, our political class will be populated by morons like this. It's getting there now. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Whatever's on your brain, if you want to call me up, 210-599-5555. If you're watching the television and if they're bothering to carry it, uh, we have another one of these congressional hearings going on. I mentioned the aforementioned... Did I just say I mentioned the aforementioned? 
Is that a double positive? And uh, Jerry Nadler, who does look like, uh, retains the shape, I believe, of a fresh pile of dog crap. And right now we're looking at Adam Schiff uh, uh, saying something to Chris Ray. Adam Schiff with that weird, zealous, buggy-eyed look. And if I'm if I'm breaking down, and I'm not going to play it on the air because I have too much respect for your intellect. But uh, you know, if we're looking at if we're if we're discussing visuals, doesn't Adam Schiff look like something you would hold upside down to clean the toilet with? You know what I mean? Doesn't he look like his head should go into a toilet to help clean it out? What a piece of crap that guy is. Well, I'm just being honest. Two one two one zero five nine nine. Also, I you know I got to remind myself this because the Powerball uh, did, nobody won last night, so the or Monday night, so the Powerball is up to seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Pretty big pot. Yes, I'm probably going to buy a ticket on the way home. I I, I don't. I, I used to play the lottery a lot more than I do. I know I know some people. Dave Ramsey's not a big fan of state lotteries. But you know, it's it. I spend three dollars. That's you know, the, I don't buy the scratch offs anymore. I just do the uh, the Powerball or the Texas Lottery. Seven hundred twenty five mil. You know, I was actually I had it in my brain driving into work today. Don't you? It's always driving into work when you're thinking about what you would do with your with your with your lottery winnings. And I have a really cool easy job. But I, I kind of figured it out. And you're, you, a lot of you are going to absolutely disagree with what I'm about to say. But if I bought a Powerball ticket and I won $725 million, okay, I have three kids. I have one bio and two spare, and I love them all. I love all three of them with all of my heart. I'm very proud of them. They're, they're all my, – my kid just uh, graduated from college. My other kids are, are getting are – in, one's in college, one's getting into college, and they're paying for it themselves. They, they're getting financial aid. They're working, you know, so I'm, I'm very proud of them all and very proud of my – uh, uh, my stepkids, uh, Stephen and Alicia. And I know people think this idea is horrible, but if I won the Powerball, I would sit all three of my kids down and say, you are about to get everything you ever wanted. And if you think carefully about this, you can live out your dreams, whatever that means for you. I'm going to give each of you $1 million. <laughs> That's it? I will no. Well, I'm no. A million damn, dollars. It. It's my Man. damn Powerball. When I die, they get it all. So I'm just saying. Well, they'll, oh. they'll probably kill you pretty quick give if you that's each, the case. No, but, but most people are like, oh, don't give them anything. Let them learn how. No, I'm going to give you each. I would take it down for a hundred grand. I'm going to give you each a million. Well, most people would. <laughs> most people would do it for a twenty and a six pack of beer. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm good. I will give you each one million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, you now you can use this money to set up your whatever kind of life you want to have. Right. Go be happy. Go go live okay. your dreams. Go do it, but but be smart about it. Because mm-hmm. if you run through it, being an idiot, you, you, right. I'm not going to give you any. I'm not going to give you any more of the 723 I have stashed away in several LLCs and offshore accounts. But right, I would give them each a million bucks. See, I know, would. I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> We you have an agreement. Anybody? You know, Georgia and I have an agreement that if we ever come, a, you know, come into that kind of money, right. we don't tell anybody. We just disappear. You, you got, but see, you guys like to travel. You would just right. go away. So we see, would just go away. I would just get a pool dug, you know, jacuzzi. I would, I'd get the roof fixed. I would probably I wouldn't move. I would make up some story, you know, right. about well, it's stuff I had set aside for <laughs> retirement and. Lo and behold, the, you know, my investments matured to at the point where I don't need to do this any longer. So therefore, we're just going to travel, and right. maybe we'll come visit you once a year. I and, and I, I know that I respect that because I know that's what you do. Yeah. James would just buy some bigger TVs. I don't know. What, was that what you would do? You go to Belize, right? Isn't that what you where you want to end up? Belize, Belize. But now I'm looking at Bali. Bali got more money. Yeah. yeah. I would. We. I can. T- Honestly, tell you, my wife and I probably wouldn't live much differently. We would just pay everything off and and not worry about money ever. Yeah, see, but I, I wouldn't would, move. I wouldn't go anywhere. I would be the most extravagant <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I would be. He'd so have eccentric. his own electric vehicle. I would be so eccentric. Yeah, you'd exactly. be eccentric and do weird crap. Yeah, they would. 
I mean, I do that now, but it would just be even worse if I, you know, if I had well, that I, kind of I money. I can tell you the next day I'd be like, okay, Warren Ryman's going to start at noon. <laughs> I'm going to be doing the show from my bath, from my jacuzzi every morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. And, uh, you know, that's going to be that. But I, I can't. But I would give them each a million dollars and say, right. you, go, you know, go make your dreams come true. Be smart about it. Get some advisors. Mm-hmm. I got to take a break. Yeah. 210, what, do you th- all, what would you do if you won the lottery? There's a cheesy-ass talk show guy question. What would you do if you won the freaking lottery? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Your smart speakers are only smart because they listen to KTSA. In the car, at work, at home. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 107. I'm Sean. Hi. This show's going quickly. Mark B. Van Camp and Robbins coming up at, uh, at 11. I dig that show. 210-599-5555. I hope you're not eating breakfast or an early lunch right now because I'm, gonna, I'm about to say two words that'll make you nauseous. Megan Rapinoe, the purple-headed lesbian on the uh, U.S. Well, that's her defining characteristic, isn't it? So I, you might as well get, the, get it out there out front. She's retiring uh, as the, from the U.S. women's soccer team. Uh, and because she's retiring now, she's taking a, you know, she's, she's always been about tranny dudes and gay chicks and, <laughs> and America sucks, you know, and all that. Uh, oh, by the way, Megan, the purple hair thing, it's really boring at this point. Just saying. And, you know, she's, she's talking to Time Magazine, which was her first mistake. Uh, in regards to Jerry Nadler looking like a pile of steamy dog crap, that's really the only genuine use for an edition of Time Magazine right now is to pick up random piles of dog crap so you don't stink up your fingers. Rabineau's talking to Time Magazine. I don't want to mince words about it. Oh, please, Megan, mince. Mince away. And while you're at it, I got some onions you can mince, too. I bet she smells like onions. Anyway, I don't want to mince words about it, she told Time Magazine. Dave Chappelle making jokes about trans people directly leads to violence, whether it's verbal or otherwise, against trans people. When Mar- uh, and then she goes off on Martina Navratilova, and, and she's talking. To- Martina has, has been supportive of biological women in women's sports. Uh, she's also a gay icon of the sporting world, and she sucks. She's a villain now, according to someone like Megan Rapinoe, who, in my opinion, is an extraordinarily mediocre human being. When Martina or Sage or whoever are talking about this, people aren't hearing it just in the context of elite sports. They're saying, the rest of my life, this is how I'm going to treat trans people. In the interview, Time Magazine asks Megan Rabinow, who is a word I can't say on the radio that begins with an A and ends with an E, uh, said she thinks transgender women are, quote, real women. You're, you're, talk, you're taking a real woman's place. That's the part of the argument that's still extremely transphobic. I see trans women as real women. Megan, they're not. They're just sort of not. They're dudes. I see trans women as real women. What you're saying automatically in the argument, you're sort of telling on yourself already, uh, God, she's just, she's not very literate either, uh, is you don't believe these people are women. No, we don't. You know why? They're not women! Ugh. They're not, if you're a dude, why, you know, this is so, I I just, I do, I get, I, I know I'm a ridiculous human being. But holy crap, intellectually, I need stuff to make sense. You know, I, I'm always just trying to make sense of stuff. This tranny crap with the dudes being actual women doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I didn't mean to go into a Joe Biden whisper there and creep you out. 
and watching people like Megan Rapp, watching, you know, just in general, the American left at this point, who, God, holy crap, they brought us feminism. The American left have been at the forefront of women's rights for decades, for several generations. The only reason you have women's sports is because a bunch of feminists started screaming their brains out and made it happen. And now feminists themselves are the worst people in the world. Here's this little idiot, and that's what she, little purple-headed lesbian idiot, Megan Rapinoe, whose tennis shoes, you know, Martina Navratilova's uh, tennis shoes, she's not fit to tie. Sorry. And and she, plus, and Trey brought it, uh, pointed this out, I didn't really pick up on this earlier, She she's, Dave Chappelle's the worst person. You know he's a black guy, right? You're talking smack about a black guy, I guess it makes you a racist. You know what? Again, I, I'll say, and I and I, I said earlier that I, I'm 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 tired of you know sort of tiptoeing around people's sensibilities. And what I mean by that is I know people who are trans, and uh, you know I've been sort of uh, not not on the air but off the air, kind of cognizant of well, it's a person, it's somebody I my friend I respect, but I'm done with that crap. Men are not women. Women are not men. I I, I don't give a crap. I've spent my entire adult life. Supporting your right to live your life however you want to freaking live it. If you're a dude and you want to live like a woman, prior to this moment, I'd be the guy going, yeah, sure, hey, makes you happy, go for it. But when you start, when your validation of yourself is determined by what freaking pronouns I use and whether or not if I think it's okay for dudes to have their junk out in a girl's bathroom or if I think hairy-ass dudes should be competing against women in women's sports, and that's all on me, right? That's my freaking responsibility. And if I don't walk lockstep behind a a jackass like Megan Rapinoe's uh, agenda, I'm somehow the problem. If I don't see a dude as a woman, which I tell you what, if you could you know, get a can opener and look within Megan Rapinoe's thin little soul, don't tell me somewhere in that broad's head she ain't thinking, well, I know he's a dude. Don't tell me that your average gay or tranny activist idiot, and I'm not talking about people just living their lives. I mean, some puke like Megan Rapinoe. You're going to tell me that in her noggin, in her actual cranial space, she actually believes. She actually believes a dude with a penis is a woman if he just claims to be one. She really, really believes that. And every trans person on this trans trip and the woke morons who support them, you're telling me that every single one of those people actually believes if you say you're a woman and you're a dude, you're actually a woman? Really? I call bullcrap. I absolutely call bullcrap. You are so full of crap. You don't believe that yourself. And somehow I'm evil and hateful and I'm a, I'm phobic because I don't magically see an actual woman when I see a dude who looks like Freddie freaking Mercury with a 1970s mustache prancing around in a freaking dr- spring dress. And I'm I, that's a woman. No, it's not a woman. And you know what? As a woman to crap on women the way someone like Megan Rabinow does, she's disgusting, man. She's, and you know what, and James, you'll appreciate this as a sports head, okay? She's only, she said her big statement with this Time Magazine thing is, well, I'd welcome a trans dude on my team. Why is she saying that now that she's retiring? Yes, because she's already been benched on yeah. the U.S. national team. Right. The, the other females are younger and yeah. faster. Yes. So what does she think a man's going to be? <laughs> younger and faster, you idiot. I, I just, people like her, you know what she is at the end of the day? She's a freaking fame hog. That's all she is. And she's me, isn't she kind of a, I mean, I know she made the team, but she didn't exactly perform well, did she, over the oh, past few years? No, but the World Cup before she did well, and the World Cup before that she did well. She, right. She's a good soccer player. Right. Okay. I, can't, I can't say right. that. But as far as a good person, <laughs> I can't say that she is. Right. 
Because, I mean, you're on the U.S. women's national team. Why can't you say, we need a U.S. trans national team? Sure. Why can't or, you just use logic, lady? Or just, for hell, just be happy to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, She's keeping you her name it, in know? the news. She loves right. being in the news. She's married to Sue Bird, who retired from the WNBA. Uh, it's it's old. It's, it's old and played out. Well, I suspect she smells like onions and sweat socks. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, and not the sweat socks you wear to like play a game or you know the other kind of sweat socks. Uh, <laughs> I'm so dirty and wrong today, and you know what? I don't care. Two one zero five nine. Maybe I already did win the lottery. No, I didn't. Still need the job. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Let's go to the phones. Here's one of our favorite callers, one of my favorite people in San Antonio, Gennaro. Uncle John. Gennaro, how you doing, baby? I'm doing great, man. How are you, brother? Great. What's going on? What are you thinking? Okay, first of all, AOC, I would definitely date her for a couple of nights, and then I would never call her again. Ghost her ass. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> like, literally ghost her. I can barely hear you there, Gennaro. Where are you? I could, put the, I, bo- put the bong down, the pal. What? I'm calling about the lotto. Yes. I would definitely give my kids some money, mm-hmm. get get legal advice. Right. Uh, You'd buy them a whole bunch of weed. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no I'd buy a farm, dude. <laughs> I'd buy a farm Smart and do it man. legally. But I would disappear. I would travel the Orient, then Europe, and then right. I would come back. But well, I would tell well, nobody. You wouldn't tell anybody. You know, I want to tell you something, Gennaro. Yes, sir. I listen to Jack Riccardi's show almost every day that he's on. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Jack Riccardi last night. Okay. And I heard you go on Jack Riccardi's show. Yes, sir. And when Gennaro goes on Jack Riccardi's show, he's like, oh, hey, let's uh, go to Gennaro on line one. And there's Gennaro. Yes, uh, this is Gennaro. I'd like to speak to you about Ukrainian policy. I don't remember what it was. Dude calls up my show. Sean, man. I'm so high, man. Where's my bong noise, man? <laughs> Again, again, yeah. Gennaro on the Riccardi, Gennaro on the Riccardi show. Yes, I also feel the president should have gone to the NATO uh, dinner last night. My show, I'm so high, dude. Dude, I'm just I saying. Wish, I wish you were still on the afternoon show because I would get off of work, and by the time I get home, man, I was popping open a beer. And with Jack, with Jack, he would be on while I was at work. Man, I'm like, yeah, let's work, Jack Riccardi, and. And but when I get off of work, it'd be Uncle Sean, man. Man, uh, I'm just messing with you. But we thought I thought it was funny. What a transition, man! (laughs) I just think it's funny. I bring I bring that out in people. I don't know why. I don't know either. Actually, last night I called about. um, They were doing the 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 show on uh, vinyl records. Oh, he had uh, John uh, Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Marshall's great, man. So I was grooving too, but nobody knew it, man. What a great life John Marshall has. You know what I mean? It's, you know what, John Marshall, all records John Marshall was one of my first program directors. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I've been talking to that guy on the air for like 20 freaking years. I started I talking to him in Colorado. Yeah, I've known him since I was 16 years old. Oh, my so. God. Wow. He's fat. I love. I don't even like records. I mean, they're too complex. I don't like records. I like CDs. I like love CDs, you. man. <laughs> but, you know, he's into records, and he knows yeah. his stuff. Yeah. Well, he's like you. He's got a freaking jukebox in his brain that he's got, you know, all the, you know, you can ask him about any stinking record, and he knows exactly he knows, what the value, yeah, it's the value it is. It's crazy, isn't it? You get this endless knowledge of what's going on. Well, it's just too bad, Mr. Man, because I prefer CDs, okay? Yeah. And CDs are coming back, and they're getting very expensive online now. I'm just right. saying. I like CDs. He would tell you there's no market value in that. I go, Mr. John Marshall, Mr. Big Man, Mr. Big Record Man, I don't care. I can't play LPs in my car, but I can play CDs. Yeah. Cassettes are coming back. 
Now, Why? run that by me. I don't know. I don't get that crap at all. No, I was never. I, You know what? I, I would use them as a portable way to listen yeah. to music, you know, in the car or whatever, but I was never a huge fan but of that. A cassette one, has so. the shelf life of a grape. You know yeah. what I mean? It's Especially not going to last. The machine eats them all the time? Yes. Yeah, what a pain Still, in the I remember the first time I got a car with a cassette player. And I, yeah, you were. I was oh, living you, large, yeah, man. You thought you were making all kinds of scratch back then, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gennaro passed out. No, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think the buzz wears off when Riccardi comes on. One bong hit over the line. Yeah. There. Oh, right. Well, it was just funny because I mean, I'm like, is that Gennaro? Like, yes, I also am very critical of the president's policy in Ukraine. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Gennaro. And then, and then it gets on my show. Yeah. God, hey. so high right now, dude. Remember that guy? Do you ever remember the movie Talk Radio with Eric Bogosian? Yes. Remember the crazy guy that got on the air with him at one time? I think I bought Dude. that DVD. That's what Gennaro sounds like to me. Remember that guy? Yeah. yeah I'm so high, man. You know, and you're just like, okay, don't kill me. But uh, Actually, Eric Bogosian was in the Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie. I hadn't seen anything from Bogosian in years. Right. And I was always a he used to do one man a one man show and you know talk radio talk radio was, was basically just him and yeah a hand you know a lot of voices it was a stage play yeah. that he wrote yeah. anyway all right thank you James thanks to Elaine Rodriguez our executive producer Don Morgan and my good brother Trey Ware spread the love don't be a jerk dude.